guys, welcome back to the first episode of our Arsenio's Business English Podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and today we're going to be talking about brand value in young billionaires. A lot of you are probably wondering, well, you know, okay, if we talk about brands, what exactly we're going to talk about? Well, we're, we're going to look at the best global brands in the world in general. So there's this, I don't know what it is, this organization called Interbrand, right? It's a branded consultancy with 42 offices in about 28 countries. So what they do every year, they publish an annual report of the, 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 the biggest brands in the world. So again, looking at Apple, this had to be back in 2017, okay? Now, right now, Apple is now a trillion dollar uh, company. Um, but again, am I opposed to Apple in a lot of different ways, okay? One, because I, you know, they, I'm not even gonna get into that. Uh, but if we look at how they've developed their products over the last nine years, come on, Apple, AirPods aren't even that good. If you know about the Bose, if you had no, if you had known about Bose for as long as I had known them since 2012, guys, it's no contest. Bose is far more superior than Apple. But again, Apple has brand loyalty, which is basically people who stick to it. So Malaysia, they know how to market in different areas in different ways of marketing. Like Malaysia, they love taking pictures or Malaysians love taking pictures. So therefore... What Apple does is they put bulletin boards up all around the city on massive interstates showing the quality of the picture taken. So I remember when I bought my iPhone, the last iPhone I bought was five years ago, still have it to this, uh, to this day. The iPhone 6, people. iPhone 6. So when we look at the iPhone 6, again, was it a step up in the right direction? Yes, it was bigger. It had a different processor, blah, 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 blah. It was fantastic. Now, the iPhone 7 was an exact replica. The iPhone 8 or the iPhone 10, which again, it was like a 10 year anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2017, uh, the video quality probably went up just 0.5 and that's about it. Okay, picture quality, cool. Okay, there are a couple of other things that you could do and I'm like, guys, come on, man. You're literally revealing and unleashing uh, the same product every year. What is going on? And so again, I kept saying to myself, I said, man, I'm not going to buy another Apple iPhone because this is the same product over and over. So if we look at the product that came out last year, iPhone 11, did they have the I, uh, iPhone 11 LXR Max, the Super XR Max? I don't know all those different products, but they're practically the same thing. Some people would say, oh, but the CPU is a little bit faster. God, well, how fast can you be? All right. I want, how can you make my life better, Apple? You need to think outside the box. You are literally off. Right now, all it takes is one company. And now Apple, I think, is number three or number four in sales. Okay, we already know Huawei, 1.2 billion people who live in China. So they've overtaken that market. But then you got uh, Samsung. Because America is very, United States is very heavy on Samsung and Androids. Not many people have iPhones in America. I remember when I was there, I worked with people, none of them had iPhones. None of them had iPhones. All of them had Androids because you have to buy it with the subscription and you couldn't unlock it back in 2012, 2013. I believe maybe you can now. This is why I love living in Thailand. But again, I'm going to have to unlock my phone before I go out to Costa Rica. So anyways, what I'm trying to say here is when I look at different products and when I make a decision, 
I always ask myself, okay, how is this going to make my life better? When I bought my iPad back in 2011, the iPad Pro, whatever it is today, it's just slightly different. It has a little bit of a stylus. It has some cool applications, but the layout and everything is still the same. I don't know how to make it more incredible. It's the same product. And this is how they get these consumers to continue binging on their stuff, but it's the same product. Lord. So Apple, again, yeah. Estimated value of, whoa, let's say one trillion already, two trillion, who knows? But at what cost? Guys, you you're they're, they're literally just treading. They're treading because at one point, there's gonna be someone that comes up with like an Alexa device where I can ask my phone right now. Hello, uh, I don't know. Let's call the phone ABC. Hello, a ABC. Can you book me a grab going to uh, Naratiwat Road? See, if I could talk to my phone like that, like an Alexa device. Oh, but some people would say Siri. Siri can't book anything. Siri can't book you a pizza. Siri can't do anything like that. If you could implement what Alexa has, that audio device, the voice activation into a phone, you beat Apple. If you could start implementing the AR and the VR. Now, Apple, they're getting, the, they're getting really good with this. Because I just saw on LinkedIn, VR and AR in the games. Ooh, you guys, I'm telling you. For all those brands out there, Samsung, you should have been on top of this. Because you're just going to let Apple take the lead again. Just imagine if you start playing AR and VR with these headsets. VR, you can connect it with your iPhone. It's over. Apple's going to win. And again, the Apple Watch, something about blood oxygen. I'm like, yeah, good job, Apple. That is literally the same watch you've been unveiling the last five years. Okay, my rant is over. I'm sorry. Uh, rest in peace, Apple. So here we go. If we look at other reports, and we look at the top global green bands, okay, specifically the green bands. We got Toyota, number one. Number two, Ford. I don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> I do not believe that the global rank for overall in like, you know, money and stuff, they're 42, but Honda, Panasonic, Nissan, Japan makes up four of the top five because Japan cares about the environment. That's all there is to it. Japan cares about the environment. So I love it. I love it. To see Johnson and Johnson USA at number six, uh, you got to show me, you got to show me that you're actually number six. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, okay? I'm sorry, I don't believe that. That was a little bit of my slang coming out. Volkswagen Germany, yeah, I believe it. Danone France, absolutely, because I know the French are very pro-environment. Dell USA, I didn't know they still make laptops. Sony Japan, HP, again, you guys, <laughs> man, the MacBook is already far more superior, and, they're, and they actually give a significant amount to the MacBook every year. You guys are way behind. Plus, you guys, you still, you're not virus. Like, I've never gotten a virus in four years on my MacBook. With Toshiba, my battery broke down in two months, and I got a virus in three months. There was no resuscitating that piece of garbage. I got HP. That thing slowed down significantly within one month. You got, uh, you got to get on top of your A-game, man. You guys, the only way you're going to get better is by improving your products, people. That 
it's a lesson for everyone out there. If you want to improve your life, improve your English speaking capabilities, improve your future, now is the time you need to start putting together the work. How are you going to learn every day? What skills do you need for the future? Talked about this on a number of different uh, of occasions, and we're going to be talking about this throughout all of these Business English podcasts. So again, BMW, Nestle, I didn't even know Nestle was from Switzerland. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Adidas, Samsung, Korea, Mercedes-Benz, Germany, Siemens, Germany, Coca-Cola, yeah, right, killers, uh, and L'Oreal, best green brands in the world, Coca-Cola, get out my face. So if we look at young billionaires, I want to focus on a couple of people, right? So we're going to focus on Snapchat, we're going to focus on Facebook, and we're going to focus on MySpace. Now, for those of you that do not, I want to give you something that you could take away from this podcast, Right, because we need to understand how these people, it's not about them because, well, actually MySpace, they're millionaires, not a billionaire. Uh, but if you look at Snapchat, they skyrocketed. If you look at Instagram, on top of the world. But is Instagram getting better? Is Facebook getting better? They're, because, they're, they're, they're getting under more scrutiny, right? Um, so if we look at some of the biggest companies out there, again, I've talked about, on a number of times, the different family businesses out there. So care for, right? And I remember reading this in a book about five years ago. Care for, all they did was sell wine. And then they said, what kind of, kind of combination with dinner can we put together with wine? So fish. But the thing is, only the coastal cities in China had the fish. So it was very difficult to ship it inside into the you know, mainland. So then they started implementing new things. Now that is a trillion dollar company. You know, I mean, that's what's so amazing. If you look at Walmart, although I really don't like Walmart that's out there in America, um, they employ 1.3 million staff. And so again, how about LG Group? You know, uh, there's a guy by the name of Bon Muku. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name, but the chairman of it. And again, that's a family business. So when he ends up passing away, knock on wood, but you know, the imminent is imminent, his son's going to take over. If we look at other businesses like the Detroit Lions, NFL, it's family owned. That's why they suck so much. Because if the family has one idea and they stick to that idea, nothing's ever going to change, right? It's going to be the same suck-a-thon every year after year after year. Cleveland Browns, all the historically bad teams in America, it's a suck-a-thon because, again, it's family owned. They don't think outside the box is what I'm trying to say. So... Going back to MySpace, as I mentioned before, MySpace was perennial. I still remember I didn't have a computer at my home after 03 because my sister had moved down and she took a computer with her. So MySpace had come out probably around 2004. And I remember there were these two quote unquote geeks in my class uh, that would always talk about MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Wasn't until my mom bought a computer just shortly after my graduation in 06, where people are like, hey, I'm going to set, you know, I had some friends at the time in my childhood. Uh, they were like, hey, we're going to set up your MySpace. And then when you get online, you'll have it. You can access it. Here's your password. Here's your email. So I did. And I'm like, okay, MySpace is cool. You can have your top friends. Again, that would be very, very like a heated debate because some people would say, why am I not number two? Why am I not number three? Not, why am I not? All that craziness. And you know, if we look at, uh, you know, posting little group tracks and putting pictures up and stuff like that, that's all MySpace provided. But then there was Facebook. 
and so again, if you guys don't already know, Mike, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, if you haven't watched that, there were two guys that came to him, and they were talking about this smash, uh, uh, what is it, face smash, and they were just making fun of people online, and they're like, oh, this is really bad, and people are blah, 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 and Mark, he got the idea from these two guys saying, hey, let's make this website. Mark went, he just disappeared. And then he ended up creating that website without the two guys. So the two guys took him to court, said he stole our idea. And I think there was a settlement of maybe $20 million that was paid. Mark is now, I don't know, 70, 80 million, I'm sorry, 70 to 80 billion worth. Now, am I saying that, oh, he stole that? Well, look at his history. Snapchat, that guy came out, he came out swinging, he was worth $4 billion. And then Mark Zuckerberg was like, hey, let me, let's put Instagram stories. This is going to be similar to Snapchat. He took it, boom, Snapchat increased. I mean, I'm sorry, Instagram increased and then Snapchat was just damn near dead. I don't know. Again, is that still an idea or getting an idea and making it better? I don't know. You know, if we look at, you know, what Twitter is, Twitter has never changed. They finally added more characters. But again, they're not looking to change. They're just doing the same thing over and over. And they blocked me, you know, because I was fighting off some trolls that were like Trump supporters. It was ridiculous. So Facebook, it was garbage from 05. I mean, you could only uh, get on Facebook with an uh, email from your university. That's why I was able to get on Facebook back in 2006 of September. My friend was like, hey, get on Facebook. This is only for university students. I said, okay. And so I got on. And for 2006, 2007, 2008, you could only wall post. 2009, I think you could start commenting on other posts and photos. And then it just got increasingly better. But now it's a tragedy because, God, you can't imagine how many fake Facebook accounts are there. And then what they do, they post videos of like beheadings and horrible stuff that goes out, goes on around the world. Uh, most notably, obviously in Syria, that's what, you know, these terrorist organizations, uh, they, they take, I don't know. It, it's just, it's craziness. So they, uh, you know, Facebook had to hire people and now they're paying them re reconciliation for all the videos and all the trauma they saw that ultimately cost them PTSD and and all these other things, you know? And so, I, I, you know, looking at the biggest brands in the world, a lot of people come after you. I went after Facebook about a month, uh, what is it, a month ago, because, you know, they ended up blocking one of my Facebook pages from posting on other Facebook pages. And I'm like, wait, why, 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 why? No one ever answered. And I was like, see, this is why you guys suck. They changed the algorithms. A lot of people don't even see your posts anymore. If you have like 100%, like let's say you have 1,000 people, only about 10 of them might see your post. Uh, you have to pay, 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 pay. And when you pay, they get fake profiles in front of you. So it's like you guys aren't even having the algorithms work in our advantage. The majority of the people who are tuning in, they're either trolls who comment on ignorant things or they're just fake profiles. So why would I pay for an ad on Facebook? So you had the likes of Gary Vee, who's a big business mogul. Well, uh, I don't know. I really don't watch him anymore. But um, he said, invest in Facebook ads. Invest in Facebook ads. Inve no, absolutely not. To get your product in front of fake people? Oh, that's because you don't know how to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good job. Now, I've seen some Facebook ads with got like a million views and like 100,000 comments. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? They must have paid like $1 million for this. 
Uh, but again, why was, why did I end up seeing that product that had no relevance to me? So again, I'm just looking at it from, you know, if we look at the 10 youngest billionaires around the world, let's just go to, let's go to the list before I top this off. And then I'm going to give you guys some actionable steps so you can, um, you know, just basically get a little bit better from here on out. It's not about becoming a billionaire. I hate all those videos out there. How to become a billionaire. How to become, there's no such thing. How can you become rich in your own right? I wrote this for my writing proficiency exam in junior year of high school. How to be rich in something with no monetary value. I talked about Michael Jordan at the time and I got damn near a perfect score on that paper. So if you look at the 10 youngest billionaires in the world, Kylie Jenner is number one. She has one billion. She does makeup, cosmetics, I think. And then after that, uh, Alexander and what do they do? Hedge funds. They manage oh, Norwegian investment. All right. So a couple of women. Ooh, they beautiful. Uh, and then number four is Gustav. Okay. Uh, salmon farming in Norway. Norway. Big shout out to Norway. I got just one person from Norway listening to my ESL podcast. I'm angry. And then we have Jonathan Kwok. Sun Hung Kai, Hong Kong, aha, uh, Hong Kong's largest real estate developer. Then we have John Collison, online credit card payments. Who cares? Uh, Evan Spiegel, hey, 2.4 billion at the time of when this article was written. CEO of Snapchat, like I said, Patrick Collison, he's the co founder of Stripe, which is now teamed up with Facebook. So, Stripe, you can get paid through Stripe. And then, of course, there's PayPal and stuff, too. Uh, Bobby Murphy co-founded, obviously, Snap. And then Lucas Walton is the founder, not the CEO, but the founder of Walmart. 34 years old, 32 years old, 32 years old, 30 years old, 30, 28, 27, 24, 25, and 23. Guys, this was published probably about six, uh, seven months ago as of today because today is October the 1st. So... What does this mean? It means that no matter your circumstances, no matter anything, I get it. A lot of these people, family businesses, a lot of things were given to them. I don't care about money. I care about going after what is yours. I had no idea that this ESL podcast was going to completely blossom. Do I want a million followers? Absolutely not. I don't. And I certainly don't want that many from America because I know these trolls are going to come and these trolls and trolls and trolls and trolls galore. But luckily, I have the power of influence and eloquence and, and you know, I, I could use my words. And this is why a lot of people are probably a little bit standoffish when it comes to possibly communicating with me. Because, again, they're like, oh, no, no, no I can't. Mm -mm, mm -mm, no, he's got a strong voice. I can't do that. So I'm very grateful. But at the same time, will I ever get bought out? No. So just imagine this. This is something to take with you. If you end up building a fantastic business or anything, someone comes to you like a competitor. This is what Facebook has done with just about everyone, with WhatsApp, with Instagram. They said, hey, man, we'll buy you for this. Just go away. We don't want any more competition. I wish somebody would say, hey, your ESL podcast, man, it's too good. We'll give you this much. Go away. You already know what I'm going to say. I don't give a damn about money. I give a damn about impact. I don't care about legacy. I care about helping people while I'm here because I'm never going to know what I do after when I leave the body and domain. So 
looking at all these, uh, the best brands in the world, the best this, the best that, understand, and I'll give you this last bit, when you have a brand, be careful what you say online, because what you say online could possibly come back to you and haunt you. This is called digital dirt. So if we look at digital dirt, uh, there are a lot of issues that come back up. Like Kevin Hart, he was under scrutiny for saying something, a joke, 10 years ago about something in regards to homosexuality. And then he lost quite a few things. He lost probably about a dozen companies and all these other things over a joke he said 10 years ago. So someone literally went all the way down his Twitter 10 years back and saw what he said 10 years ago. So understand that when you have a brand, you no longer have an opinion. If you want to make a troll account, go ahead and make one if you need to. But just stay away from things that there's a no-win, no-win, there's a no-win situation. Politics, wouldn't dare talk about it. I don't care about that. Those are things that I cannot control. I'm aware of a lot of issues, absolutely. And I will speak on that on a, on a several occasions, as you guys probably may have heard on my Instagram if you guys follow me. But other than that, you know, I'm just being the change. So understand, my brand, Arsenio's ESL Podcast, Arsenio's Business English Podcast, all this Arsenio, 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 this is my name. This is my brand. There are only several Arsenios in the world, and they all live in Ecuador. But Arsenio, Buck, there's only one of them. And so if anything, if an article is written and they're trying to destroy my brand or whatever at any given point, this is something, this is one of the big issues that you may have in the future. So again, looking at these ultra successful families, seeing all these, you know, the, you know, the cars, this and that doesn't necessarily equate to success. Cause I know some of the richest, some of the happiest people in the world, like Robin Williams, like Anthony Bourdain, they were hellish and they all committed suicide. Both of them had committed suicide. And so it's not about money. It's about becoming the best person you could be. That's success. And then emanating and radiating that to the people you come in contact with. That's your quote to top off this Business English Podcast. So with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in to the first one. Again, if you guys want some of the elementary type of grammar basics and everything, tune into my Business English badge on my Patreon. It's no longer the silver badge, it's the Business English badge. So tune into that and we're going to be getting into mobile etiquette in the next episode, which I'm not exactly sure is when because I have so many international guest speakers lined up and stuff like that. So nonetheless, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into another one and you better stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always, over and out.